Jesus. 
help me know that you are near. You know, with every day, every new day that is given to us, that never grows old. We can always ask the Lord to help us to know that he's near. You know, uh, I want to thank you for joining us this evening. This 10th day of September, you're listening to Sunday Morning Live on a Thursday from Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And you inside the pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. And listen, there's no better place to be than the Word of God. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Acts of the Holy Ghost, Thursdays at 9 p.m. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, I'm faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way, the best way, there is no plan B, but only God's plan, and he only has plan A. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus' name. And we're in the book of Acts. We're in the 10th chapter. Thank God for his goodness and grace, you know, just a mind to to get into his word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word is going to be here. And so the Bible tells us in the 10th chapter of Acts, uh, you know, if you if you've missed any of the teaching, you can visit the website, connectingtruth.org. Click God on Demand. It will take you to the archive of messages and, you know, and listen at your leisure, uh, whether work, rest, or playing when you have time. Uh, you know, uh, let the word of God uh, entertain your thoughts. Let the word of God occupy your time. You know, we're on at Thursday nights at 9 p.m. for a specific reason, and that is for those that are uh, retiring, about to retire and you know, there's no better way than to than to uh, end your day and meditating on the Lord. You know, David said, I'll meditate on your word day and night. Uh, and the scripture tells us that if we meditate on his word day and night, we'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water uh, that bring it forth fruit in its season and our leaves shall not wither and whatsoever we do shall prosper. And so, you know, meditation is very good. Um, and you know, besides that, I also want to bring something up about meditation. I hope that during this stay-at-home time or, you know, I don't know what area you might be in. I'm in California. You might be on the East Coast or Central. But, you know, the Bible tells us to occupy till he come. And so uh, I hope you're taking full advantage. Of, there's opportunities, uh, even in, even during this pandemic. Uh, let me tell you, um, and we're going to go into the word of God, but uh, everyone did not, when the children of Israel was in captivity, everyone did not face the situation or deal with circumstances the same. And if you look at, uh, read the scripture, you'll find that uh, all the way back, even in Egypt, uh, God was with the people and there was prosperity even during that time. Maybe not for all, because all did not believe. But for those that embraced the word of God, uh, God remembered them. And so we're not going to go too far, no further into that. But let's look at the 10th chapter, beginning at the 8th through the, uh, excuse me, the 1st through the 8th verse. It says, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Carmelius, 
a centurion of a band called the Italian band, a devout man, one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? He said unto him, Thy prayers and thy alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men uh, to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. Uh, he lodged with Simon uh, Tanner, whose house is by the seaside. Uh, he shall tell thee what uh, thou ought to do. And when the angel which spoke unto Carnelius was departed, he called for two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. And he went, and when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. Now, the Bible says that, that this man was devout. And, you know, uh, Luke uh, was inspired by the Holy Ghost to make note of this. Not only was he deeply rooted and grounded in his commitment unto the Lord, but he sent he set an example. He set an example for his entire family to follow. Uh, they all feared and honored the Lord. And so, you know, this man was not just, uh, Cornelius was not just anybody because the Bible was just plainly told us that his position, <laughs> uh, Caesarea. And, you know, Caesarea itself was an important town already noted uh, throughout the book of Acts where the Romans, those that were the upper class, you know, uh, so to speak, uh, lived. And it was, um, so there was a heavy Roman presence there. And Josephus, one of the historians, described the, the um, Herod's building up of Caesarea into a major administrative harbor city. And Josephus notes that it, there was a lot of uh, Gentiles in that area, but obviously the word of God was there and at work too. And uh, this particular city was, uh, was uh, formerly known as Stratos uh, Tower, and it had an amphitheater and a uh, hippodome and a temple dedicated to Caesar. And so uh, this was not just a, this was a, a type of metropolis. This was a place that was very uh, well known, and Carnelius was there. Now, Carnelius was a centurion, a commander of one of 600 units. And so, uh, you know, he had uh, uh, about 100 men that was under him, and, and that was uh, part of a larger group of people. So this man was well-known in the military, uh, and so he was no joke. You know, he was somebody that was authority. And uh, let's just say he was a man's man, uh, you know, because you're not going to... Uh, have uh, some roughnecks under you that that are looking that are not respectful and looking unto you but there was something different about him there was something that stood out that made a difference uh, he was a minister uh, a servant you know let, let me just touch this right quick as a leader we're servants to the people and now even in the secular you're a servant 
you're not just leading, but you're you're a you're an example. You're a servant because when there's a problem, they're going to come to you for assistance. What should I do? Uh, what's your thoughts on this? And that's the type of person he was. That soldiers was going to come to him, uh, and you know, and so many uh, leaders, so many uh, of us in the position of leadership and authority, you know, we fail to do something, and that is to set an example in the home. It's so important to set an example in the home, not just in the public place, but what about in the private place? The Bible plainly illustrates uh, that Cornelius not just set a precedent and an example, a good, a great example in his home, but also among his peers. And so as minister, a minister of his home, he led his family in service. Today, our family structure has followed society instead of the kingdom of heaven, instead of the principles of God, because of the lack of leadership that is to be illustrated in the home. Now, one of my favorite books that I, I've read numerous times, I've given it away to others, is uh, for uh, gentlemen, listen, there's a book called The Four Pillars of a Man's Heart. And you might know these principles already, and, and God bless you if you do, but it talks about the, the kingdom it talks about being a king in the home it talks about being a mentor it talks about being a friend and it talks about being a protector and so each one of those have a different role and we all uh, must know when to uh, when to activate one of those roles it's so important uh, that these pillars are in place because you can take a table and usually a table has four legs to it and if you remove one of the legs it might stand but it's going to be wobbly. It's not going to be too stable. But if you remove two of them, it's going to fall. And God forbid it only has one. And usually that's what we see is that one. I'm the king, you know, instead of the, the friend. There's a time that there's a friend that's needed. There's a time that there is a protector that is needed. There is a time that a mentor is needed. And so we have to balance those things. And I believe Cornelius had that balance. Uh, my prayer, you know, as a man, as a father, as a leader, as a friend, is that my devotion and commitment are as pleasing unto the Lord as Cornelius was. Uh, you know, he had to have that balance in order to be pleasing unto the Lord. Now, the Bible tells us that a false balance is what? An abomination unto the Lord. And so uh, the, the, when we come to the light, here's the blessing part. And it's going to be for the betterment and people are going to see it and they're going to comment. You never know what your family is seeing, what your children are seeing. Comment and say it's all good. But then when something happens that really brings about a change, a noticeable change, you'll hear that comment too. So Cornelius set a precedence for all to follow and establish a bar. You know, there are different bars that have been, been set. And when society lets the bar down, it doesn't mean that we lower ours. The, the church, you know, uh, church members and everyone has to understand that. Uh, 
when the bar is lowered in society, we don't bring our bar down, but yet keep it elevated above what society is doing and claim that we have the victory, that the devil is a liar. And that's not true. Our bar is to stay up where God placed it and not to be brought down. And so the question is, is how about you? Have you lowered the standard? Have you lowered the bar? Uh, and then because you, our, our elevation and our bar is measured according to Christ Jesus. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, teachers, and pastors for the perfecting of the saints that we all come into the statue of the measure of the man, Christ Jesus. Because someone says orange is the new black, doesn't mean God is saying it too. We need to understand that. And, you know, that was a pretty good, uh, pretty entertaining Netflix series. But uh, God's word and his character and anything pertaining, pertaining to the kingdom of God does not change because of new social or political fads. You know, fads come and go. Uh, the, the, the pleasure and the different things of this world, you know, they come and go. It revolves because a new generation is born. Uh, but the Bible tells us what Matthews 24 and 35 it said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. God's word is not a fad. It doesn't change. Everyone wants to go and get tattoos, you know, because they saw their favorite athlete with one. Uh, listen, don't just get the tattoo. Also get the, the million dollar contract that goes along with it. All right. And, and so, uh, but God's word does not change. His word does not change. Isaiah 64 and 4 says, For since the beginning of the world, man have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither have the eye seen. O God, besides thee, what he hath prepared for him that waits. So besides our knowledge of God's existence, besides of besides the things that we see, the heavens and the uh, the, the earth and, you know, and everything that we see declares the glory of God. We have not yet come into terms to understand what waits for them that love the Lord. Now, 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. Uh, but as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear have not heard, neither entered into the heart of man the things which God have prepared for them that love him. Now, there's no comparison. No one can compare or make, uh, you know, compare anything against the rewards the saints are going to receive. Cornelius, if he was here today, he would tell you that God has more for us than what we see on Netflix, Amazon Prime, and whatever else comes to your mind. Now, Walter uh, uh, Disney uh uh, took Swampland and changed it and called it the happiest place on earth. Uh, and, you know, and uh, more than that to some. But, uh, you know, the Rolling Stones used to sing a song that said, you know, uh, uh, I can't get no satisfaction. And that is pretty much uh, what is going on in society. Uh, people are not satisfied. And that's why there's always new gimmicks. That's why there's always new things. That's why things have to change constantly because there is no satisfaction. And uh, uh, Mick Jagger, he didn't get no satisfaction. He wind up getting his stomach pumped, 
you know so in other words the false pretenses and imagination that you trade and give into as an effort to quench the thirst that only God can feel will cause you to believe a lie and suffer injury to yourself and to others. Now, uh, you cannot view the, in, 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 I want you to understand something here because people are searching and they're saying, well, uh, you know, when we look at the movies and we, and we see what they have presented as being heaven, is not true. You cannot view the uh, enjoyment of glory with an, a European mindset because uh, the European mindset, the Anglo-Saxon mindset th that has been presented was used to dominate the imagination of man for centuries. And uh, quite as is kept, God's not happy about that either. Uh, God never intended for people to be misused and manipulated by his word. And so when you just look at the scribes, look at the Pharisees, look at the kangaroo courts and all of that that existed even then, uh, the Lord was not happy about that because that was not his intention. Now, I want you to think about the righteous um, and the righteousness and the righteous pleasures that you have experienced in this life. Because we're talking about, uh, we're talking about the enjoyment, you know, that comparing just just a glimpse of comparing what you have enjoyed here compared to what God has actually prepared for us in that day and time that he calls the church when he calls the saints. Uh, the Jews said he's coming back for 10,000s. He's coming back with 10,000s of his saints. And so when the saints of God and the Lord has always referred to his people as saints. Uh, and believers and those that believe, in, you know, and disciples, we see those. Uh, and so, but he's coming back. He calls his people saints. He's coming back for ten, with 10,000 of his saints and the saints of those that are uh, are not, those that fall asleep and those that are yet alive will be caught up. But I want you to think about right now the, the pleasures that you have. Now, God created everything, gave man dominion over it, uh, the works of his, of his, his word, the works of his hands, he gave us dominion and we're to enjoy and to multiply, you know, so we're supposed to enjoy the prosperity of all the things that we see here in front of us, uh, whether it be a lot or little, don't despise the day of small things, enjoy life. And when you enjoy, you can take the pleasures that you have here and multiply it and multiply those experiences by thousands of times and you'll still never be able to measure up the what God has in store for us. Now, Cornelius, as a Roman citizen, did not practice Judaism. He never followed the Jewish tradition to become a proselyte. What he did follow was the word of God and had faith in his ability to save. Uh, Cornelius uh, didn't, I don't know how much scripture, how much studying he did, how much time he spent, but he, he had enough and you've had enough. You've received enough of God's word to, to know what is right, what is wrong, and how to seek God, how to dedicate and consecrate yourself unto him, just like Cornelius did. Now, Cornelius' prayers brought him to a promise. It brought him to a promise that God had made to Abraham. Genesis 22, 17 through 18. He said, I will bless thee and will... And in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven 
and as the sands which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemy, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. Abraham obeyed what, what God was saying. And so Cornelius is a recipient, just like you and I today are a recipient of the blessings of Abraham. The blessing that God placed upon Abraham and through our obedience to the word of God, we are also recipients. And so we're numbered along right with. Now, the Jews and them, they could not see this blessing because they were blinded. And that, that's a conversation to go into at another time as we go further into the word of God. But they were blinded. And because they were blinded, it, oh, we were grafted in. And in our grafting in, this is also referred to as the dispensation of grace. And so we're living in a time, and, and once the Jews' uh, eyes are open, that's going to be a different story. When their eyes are fully open, uh, by that time, the, the, the dispensation of grace would have come to an end. And so uh, your prayers and your obedience brings you to a certain blessing. Now, I want to advise you, don't pray for the blessing. Many times we spend so much time praying for the blessing, but the blessing will automatically come if we be obedient to what God is saying. If we apply ourselves to obedience, if we apply ourselves to being disciplined, you know, sometimes you may not feel like doing something, but you do it anyway. You know, I fast on Tuesdays. And I say that because maybe you're not fasting and I, I want to invite you to fast on Tuesdays. Uh, I'm fast on Tuesday. Fast with me on Tuesdays. Uh, you know, uh, and, and so abstain from, from uh, food and just dedicate yourself unto the Lord. Be consecrated and, and stay focused on, on what you got to do for your job or your studies in college. But, uh, you know, um, be disciplined, disciplined. And uh, when we pray about being disciplined and obedient, Obedience, knowing that obedience is better than sacrifice. That's what the Lord desires. He desires our obedience, not big offerings. You know, that's a blessing that helps keep the lights on and keep the, the mortgage or the rent paid of the church, you know, and keep the church looking nice and everything. But our obedience, our obedience, blessings come with obedience. Blessings come with us discipline ourselves to be obedient and stay in the course not going to the right, going to the left, you know, but staying focused on, on the Lord, keeping our vows, keeping the vows that we've made unto God, keeping the vows that we've made to one another is, is equal important because uh, those are vows that, that should not have been made if we never had planned on keeping them because then it becomes a lie. So we want to keep our vows, you know, and God knows when things happen that when a vow cannot be kept in business because of uh, the economics and things that happen and things do happen. Let me, let me say this again. Bad things happen to good people. And so things do happen, but don't you be the cause of it by disobedience, by not listening, by practicing bad uh, uh, procedures, you know, bad uh, things and investments, just doing things and, and not controlling things as you could. The blessing will come. The blessing will come as we walk in the will of God. Now, Cornelius, uh, could uh, he fed the poor and had given to many charities, you know, whether it's individual, multiple individuals, but it was a combination of his prayer and obedience to 
what little bit he knew about God. You know, we don't know a lot. We know, we know, but we know enough. We know enough. And uh, giving to meet the needs of another, that made the difference. Don't you know that's what ushers in the blessing? That ushers in the blessing, our, our obedience and our praying about, you know, because we want to fortify our relationship with the Lord. That makes the difference. I can't stress that enough. And so uh, what did the Bible say? The Bible tells us about Cornelius and, and listen, I, I'm, I'm, this is not a long lesson. Just want to touch on this tonight. But uh, there was five things, five things that got that that the Lord paid attention to. And he's paying attention to you and I also. Cornelius, he was dedicated. He was faithful. The Bible said he was a devout man. Are you devout? Are you a devout woman? Devout man? Are you are you about this life? Or do I'm not talking about just verbally, but are you really about this life? The Bible number two. He was one that feared God. He feared the Lord. Number three, he was an example, and his example was an influence to all his house. It made a difference. Number four. He was not selfish because the Bible said he gave much alms to the people. He shared. He shared what he had. You know, it, it makes a difference. You know, we're, we're in the summertime right now, but as the wintertime, and, and I used to, and I thank God for my sons and daughters because they listen to this, that, you know, I said, just grab some some socks from the store. When you're at the store shopping, get some socks or, you know, get something that somebody might need. You never know when you're going to cross somebody's path. Listen, we buy tent, we buy shoes like it ain't nothing. We we see some new kicks, we want some new tennis shoes, and our old tennis shoes are not worn out. Don't I'm not saying to, to you've painted up in them and changed the oil in the car and spit oil. Don't give that to nobody. Uh, but there's somebody that might be able to wear your shoes, and you riding around with those with those kicks in the, in the trunk of your car, or something that you haven't worn. And they in good shape. Don't throw them away. There's somebody that can use that. Give to somebody. Give somebody some socks when you see uh, see that they're in need. You don't know. Buy when you buy something to eat. Then somebody said in there, offer them lunch. Have a conversation with them. How you doing? You know, um, uh, you see someone. It was 119 degrees here in in my area. You know, and I was going to the store and I was like, man, when I when I come back, I'm going to buy extra water. So if that individual I see at standing there, you know, not only buy some water, but let me just get him some some lunch. to eat. I'm going to have some lunch. Let me get him some lunch, too. Let's treat somebody the way that. We want to be treated. And so he gave much alms to the people. Number five, he acknowledged God sometimes. He acknowledged God when things were bad. That's not what the Bible says. I said that. Uh, the Bible said that uh, he prayed always. He prayed always. He was always talking to the Lord. You know, as a soldier, he had someone that was over him. But in his core, he was obedient to his responsibilities and what he needed to do. But he was seeking God. Lord, give me the right things to say. You know, I can just imagine in my mind uh, how he was talking to the Lord and, and asking God for direction. 
And so he had a relationship with God and he did not allow any, he did not allow his work in any other uh, person, associate or relationship to get in between him and God. How about you? Are you allowing anyone to come between you and God? You know, people uh, become wanted. And so they find, you know, they go on, on these websites, meet somebody, and somebody tell them you don't have to go to church, you know, to believe, be saved, or you don't have to spend time with God like that. No, listen, uh, don't let nobody come between you and your relationship with God, because when you start giving your attention to them, uh, listen, uh, evil communication, corrupt good men, they're not evil. Yes, anyone that's pulling your attention away from God and disrupting your relationship and you no longer seeking God, you're no longer obeying God, you're no longer in contact with any of the fellowship or anything. Uh, yes, that's evil. That evil communication has corrupted your good manners. Cornelius would not allow that to happen. And so we should think about Cornelius and his character. Look at the blessing that he received because of his commitment. And he wasn't looking, he, he was looking for his relationship with the Lord, but an unexpected blessing came about. And we're not going to go into that blessing tonight, but friends, listen, don't do anything for the blessing. Do it because it's right and do it for the Lord. And listen, again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church. And you've been listening to Sunday Morning Live on a Thursday. We're talking about Acts of the Holy Ghost. And, and so we're at 524 East Pasadena Street. And I hope to see you soon. If you're not, if you don't have a church home, you're in the Southern California area, uh, you know, um, stop in when the stay at home is over. If you're looking for a church home, we have room for you. If you're looking for a place to grow a ministry, uh, certainly uh, help is needed because souls are there. Many souls that need to be saved. And so until then, I hope to see you there or to see you there. Amen. Until then, be blessed. Be blessed and rest in the Lord. Know that God is with you, that the Lord is for you. And think about Cornelius. Think about what Cornelius was doing to get God's attention. He feared he was devout. He feared the Lord. Mm. Gave alms unto the poor was an example to his family and others. God bless you. See you soon.